Dear Lord, we know today that we come together, Lord, and we come together, Lord, to praise your name today. God, the beautiful day that you have given it to us, Lord God, is a, a blessing. But Father, Lord God, whether it be that or not, Lord, we come to you today to thank you, God, for the many blessings, Lord. And, and Father, your word says to let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Father, Lord, help us to know and to understand, Father, Lord God, that, God, that's the fire that we spoke of last week, Father. God, it needs to be burning brightly within our own hearts. And God, we come to you today, Lord God, knowing and realizing, Lord, that you know all there is to know about us, but yet you told us to bring every burden to you. God, it's not for you to hear to know, but it's for us to understand that God, you are the source, the only source. You said you are the Lord thy God, and besides you there was no other. So God, today, help us to realize, Lord, when we come to you, God, and we bring you these burdens, and when we bring you these requests, spoken or not, God, you're already aware. But God, it's just acknowledging us to you. We are acknowledging, Lord God, that we know that we need you. God, as the ship needs an anchor, Father, Lord God, we need you. And Father, Lord God, as the sinner needs a Savior, Father, Lord God, may they realize that today through the preaching of God's word, through the still small voice that speaks today. God, for those that are going through trial of whatever might it may be, Father, God, help us to understand, Lord God, that we can focus, Lord God, on that things, those things that so easily beset us or get us off course or or take our mind off of you. And, Father, before you know it, we're sinking, Father, Lord God, in, in what we shouldn't even be concerned about. But, Lord God, bringing it once again to you. God, help us to it as we bring these things and these requests to you, Lord God, not for us to give you our answer, but to trust in you, for you have the right answer. And Father, we know today, Lord God, in doing so, Lord God, we will become stronger Christians. God, we will know, Father, Lord God, that God, it is well with our soul. But God, for today, just right now, May everyone here today make the commitment to say, Lord, I want to listen to my heart today because that's how you speak through God's word to the hearts of each individual. God, and may we listen with our hearts and what our hearts say to us today. For Father, Lord God, we may feel that everything is okay, but God, we've said that to ourselves for so long, Lord God, we believe it and yet know it's not true. But God, you're wanting to open our eyes today by opening our hearts. God, you're wanting us to realize today that there is one who knows all about us today. God and Father, Lord, if we'll turn to you in such a way, God, we will walk out of this place today having been with Jesus. 
Lord, for just like the woman at the well who said, or the woman who touched the hem of his garment and you said, who touched me? Father, you will know, Lord, that there were people here in this congregation today that God got self out of the way and got the thoughts and crowd our minds out of the way and God come to touch you today. God, help us, Lord God, to do that. Help us to get ourselves out of the way. Draw us near, precious Lord, is thy name. Father, we give you praise. We give you honor and glory. And God, once again, our team that is in Guatemala now and heading home, God, as they be traveling late tonight and through the day tomorrow, God, give them a safe journey home. And, Father, we look forward to hearing, God, the many blessings, Lord God, in which they will share. Watch over. In thy name we do pray, and amen. In the book of St. Luke, in the fifth chapter, is uh, where we want to read from this morning. Uh, But as you're turning to Luke in the New Testament, third book in, as you're turning to there, let me just ask you a question. Uh, Just uh, uh, maybe start off with, and if I was to to title this message today, I, I guess it would be coming up empty. Are you coming up empty? And so, with that being said, let me ask you, do you have uh, any goals for your life? Do you have any goals? Well, you know, most people will tell you uh, that their goal is to, to have a good job, maybe a nice home, uh, uh, things of this nature. Most people will tell you that, and they'll tell you some kind of a goal that you have in life. Uh, You ask uh, young people today uh, that are just graduating high school and and they really are aware uh, that it's time that these goals you've been dreaming about, it's time to kick them up a gear and and maybe uh, uh, think about what those goals are. Uh, But then on the other end of that, you ask the little children, uh, do you have any goals of what you want to be in life or what you want to do? They're really quick to tell you. Uh, My grandson, Landon, he wants to be a policeman. Two years in a row now, I want to be a policeman. He he asked that last year. He wants to be a policeman. Thank God and and, and praise God for that. And and so they're really quick to tell you uh, just what it is. I was in Dallas, Texas in May uh, visiting my sister. And and I was talking to my nephew, uh, my nephew's son, Jalen, four years old, uh, and I said, Jalen, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he said, I want to be a paleontologist. And <laughs> I kind of leaned over to his mother and I said, what did he say? She said, a paleontologist, that's the study of dinosaurs. Oh, I understood that. You know, but I mean, yeah, he, it, it's uh, kind of weary when a four-year-old is going over my head pretty quickly here. <laughs> Uh, but yes, he can tell you every kind of herbivore and whatever for and all of those things. Uh, but he was really quite uh, rapid in his response. But somewhere along the way, we kind of lose sight of our goals, do we not? Somewhere along the way, we kind of just get caught up in the day-to-day routine. That I wonder, does anybody here have a goal of being like that hamster on the wheel? No one has that kind of a goal uh, to just doing this and getting nowhere. I mean, actually, if we do, that's the definition of insanity. 
doing the same thing you've ever, always done, but yet expecting different results. So I wonder today, do you think like that? Or do you have that? Uh, you know, you ask some uh, uh, of the middle-aged or the younger people today, they're starting out in life, and, and they're quick to tell you, how you doing? How, how's things going? I'm living the dream, man. I'm living the dream. And I'm saying to myself, oh, I wish you was real. Uh, uh, and maybe they are. Maybe that's their dream. And the thing of it is, sometimes that's what we do. Our dream is just about what's around us. Our dream is just about what we can get and how comfortable we can be. Living the dream. Boy, I hope that's not your dream today. Then there's people that I've also talked to that will tell you uh, that because of circumstances in life or, or because of choices they've made in life, that their life is very hard and very difficult, right? And all of those. And, you know, I, I've also talked to people. I, I've been, a couple of different ones are coming to mind, but I've been in people's homes and talked with them before. That is what I would call mega rich and a few steps above that. I mean, the wealthy beyond wealthy. And talking with them, and I'm also talking directly. You know, when you get them to themselves, they'll be more one-on-one. And I've heard people just like that say, is this all there is? Is this all there is? When they had everything, you know, when you think, man, when there's the helicopter pad over here, and here's the guest house, and here's all of this, and, and yet they say, is this all there is? And I've also talked with people that my heart goes out to because they're so poor, and they say, is this all there is? So I wonder today, Do you ever think that? Is this all there is? I wonder today if you say, well, pastor, I've tried, and I've tried, and I seem to come up empty every time I try. So with that being said, I want to now go back to uh, Luke chapter 5, and Jesus has been performing many miracles. He's been teaching people and they've been coming and and they've been hearing. This is the earlier part of his ministry, the beginning parts of it. And and they've been hearing about this man, Jesus. And they've been hearing that he's in the area. So they've come to him and they wanted to hear him. And in verse 5, or chapter 5 and verse 1 of the book of St. Luke, And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God. Mm. As the people pressed upon him. That means they got as close to him. Can you imagine the crowd that must have been there? Can you imagine the crowd that must have been there that the people, the crowd was so large uh, that they were just, you know, you've been in one of those crowds before where you just got, you, you don't even direct your steps, you know, it's so crowded. Well, they wanted to hear the word of God. And he stood by the lake of Gennesaret, or Sea of Galilee, one and the same if there, and, and saw two ships standing by the lake. But the fishermen were gone out of them. Whole other message right there. That's a great one. And they were washing their nets. 
And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed to him, prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. Got into this ship and prayed to Simon, Simon, could you just take it off of the bank a little bit? I got so excited about this message, I forgot to read our declaration. We'll do that maybe a little later. Yeah. Remind me. But he said, Simon, could you just go out a little bit so I can speak to the people? So he went out a little bit from the land and he sat down and he taught the people out of the ship. And now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draught. And Simon answering and said unto him, Master, now, let me stop right here. He said unto him, Master, as a way of respect. The word master in this day and time had a few different meanings, if you will. Master meant that he truly was your master. You looked at him as a slave, not as a bought slave, but you recognized him as your master. And here his word was with respect because This was Peter, we're going to learn about, but this was that man, Peter, who's called Simon. And he simply said, Master, listen, we have toiled all night and have taken nothing. We have toiled all night and have taken nothing. Come up empty, toiled all night. Listen, they've been fishing all night, and it's not like, You and I would maybe think of fishing where we'd take a rod and reel and we'd cast it out from the boat there and you'd sit and wait on a bite. And you could relax if you weren't doing it. It wasn't that kind of fishing. This was hard work. They would take nets, sort of like the bell-shaped nets that had uh, weights all around the, the edges of them, and they would take that net and they would throw it out and let it settle down to the bottom of the lake there, the sea, wasn't very deep, but let it settle down there. And then they would pull the cord to draw the net together, and they would start pulling it back in. And they would do that another time. Pull it in. After it settled, pull it in. Nothing in the net. Do it again. Nothing in the net. What I'm telling you, what I want you to get into your minds is they had tried and tried and tried and tried and kept coming up empty. They kept coming up. They weren't sitting there waiting on a fish. They were working, throwing the nets all night long. How weary they must have been. So much so that in morning it came and now they were out of their boats and they were on the shore and they were mending their nets. They were washing their nets and getting all the uh, leaves or weeds or whatever, washing their nets and mending them because the nets was their livelihood. That's how they fished. And they tried to do their very best and they were coming up empty. Simon said, we have toiled all night and have taken nothing. Simon, a fisherman betrayed, he wasn't a disciple yet, as I said, knew what it was like to try and yet fail. Knew what it was like because he had done it all night long, all night long, 
casting your nets. You ever get tired of coming up empty? You ever get tired of doing what you know needs to be done? They had done everything that they needed to do as fishermen to catch fish, but they weren't getting any results. You do everything you need to do. You go through all the motions. You do everything that you need to do. But your net's empty. Let me ask you today, you feel like you're here today and your net's empty, huh? Well, listen to what Jesus told him. He told him some words of assurance there. You see, they were hoping and looking for a a great... uh, They were just looking to get some nets, some fish in their nets. But Jesus told him this. Listen to what he said. He wanted him, he said, launch out into the deep and let your nets down for a draught. Jesus told him what Simon needed to do. He said, let your nets out, launch out into the deep and let your nets down. Well, I've tried that. It's not going to work. I've tried that. I've been out there all night. It's not going to work. Did you hear what Jesus said? For a drought, okay? So often we go through our lives and we go through the motions and we do what we think we need to do and our nets come up empty, but we don't hear what Jesus is saying. But the point was that Simon got to the place, and like you've heard me say this before if you've ever been here many times, One of my favorite words in the Bible, and here it is again, nevertheless. Oh, man, nevertheless. (laughs) You see, Simon didn't think it would do anything. Simon didn't see how the circumstances would change. It's the same place I've been fishing in. There's no fish there tonight. But he said, nevertheless, uh, thy word I will. You hear that? At thy word, I will. You see, people's lives are coming up empty and they think they're living the dream and then find out and they ask themselves, is this all there is? Simply because their nets are coming up empty. But Jesus is given a command there. Listen what I want you to do. Listen to what I want you to do. Can you imagine being out there on that lake all night and fishing and casting that net all night and your arms must feel like rubber by this time. You know, you must be so extremely fatigued that you just want to go home and lay down. But before you do that, you got to clean your nets. You can't, you can't just let them go. You can't let, so you've washed them and you got them all ready and, hey, put them back. Put them back in the water, will you? Maybe next Friday night, huh? Maybe next week or next time I go. That's what we'd say. So often Jesus speaks to us through the Holy Spirit and we say maybe next time because I'm just not ready. Well, at thy word I will. See, it required something, Simon. 
And when he had thus done this, there enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their net break. You see that? First of all, he told him, Simon, I want you to launch out. Where you're at is not where I want you to be. I want you to launch out a little further. So often we come to church and we set into our pews and we get in behind a chair, our seats, and we sit right there and we get comfortable. But God says, I want you to move. I want you to step out. But we don't do that. We don't do that because, no, it's not, I just... You feel like you've tried and you've failed and 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 you've tried and you've failed. You know what I'm saying? That's you, isn't it? That's you, isn't it? But Jesus said, yeah, that's because you've been trying it your way. You've been trying it your way. I want to show you. I want to show you what I could do. That's what Jesus was doing. How many of us here today have been trying it your way for so long? You feel like that hamster in the wheel going nowhere and getting nothing done and seems like, why am I here? Yeah, why am I here? Is this all there is? Well, guess what? Jesus is saying, try it my way. (laughs) First of all, you need to step out. He told him you need to launch out. You need to step out, and then you need to cast your nets. You need to be willing to give what you got. You need to be willing to give that and say, Lord, here I am. I'll I'll come to you. I'll do what you're asking me to do, not knowing what's going to take place. Simon was willing to do that. He said, Lord, I'll come, and I'll, I'll cast the nets if it'll make you happy. Whatever, it's not in there, but you know what we think. I'll do it one more time. But how many of us get to that point just like Simon where we come into the church house or wherever it may be and God speaks to us and he's dealing with us and he says, I want you to step out. I want you to cast your net, your faith, you know. And we give up. And we give up. Well, when they did that, Jesus came on the scene, did he not? Many people today are living their lives for one big break. I, I talk to a man occasionally, and he's waiting on that big break to come known him probably 15 years, and he's still waiting on that same big break. And you know what? He's just where he was 15 years ago. You can't tell him any difference. Oh, you'll see. People are like that today, aren't they? People are like that. You know what? In reading for our uh, bulletin and things to put in there from the pastor's desk, I came across a statement here a while back, and I looked at it and wrote it down. William Barclay said this, there are two great days in a person's life. The day they are born and the day they discover why. (laughs) 
two great days in a person's life. The day they're born, I didn't have any clue. I'll tell you when it was. <laughs> I didn't have any clue what was happening. Okay. But it was a great day. But the best day of my life is when I discovered why I was born. You want me to tell you why you were born? The Bible says that God created you in his image. And the Bible tells us that he has a plan for your life. In Jeremiah 29, he tells us he has a plan for your life, a plan for my life. The great day that I discovered why, I can tell you when that was too, (laughs) is when I stepped out in faith. And I come down, and I said, God, I be merciful to me. That's when I discovered why I was born. When he created me to be his image, he reminds me, and he reminds us, the same in the book of Romans, not only are we in his image, but we're the best thing he's ever created. And he said, and all that I have is yours. You hear today and you wonder, have you ever asked that question, why was I ever born? You ever ask that question, you get so low, huh? You've tried throwing your net out, you've tried getting better, you've tried doing things and, and nothing seems to happen to you. But you just say, why was I ever even born? Do you think that's Jesus talking to you that way? (laughs) No. He knows why you were born because he created you. And he has a plan for your life. And to give you, by the way, an expected end. Not only does he have a plan, but he's got good things in store for you. How often... Do we go like that? God's got a plan for your life. Do you, do you know what his plan is for your life? I ask you this morning, do you, do you know what God's plan? Do you know what his plan is for your life? Huh? I'm not saying you need to know everything, what you got to do. You know, I'm still old school. I carry that planner in my work, you know. <laughs> I write stuff down. All the other people use the phone. It's on your phone. I don't. But anyway, do you know what his plan is for your life? And I'm not asking what you're going to do next week with your life. I'm not asking what you've wrote down to do next month with your life. I'm not asking what you've wrote down in your mind maybe to do tomorrow with your life. I'm asking you, do you know, do you know that you know that you know what you're going to do with your life? And it's not what about whether you want to become a, a police officer or a paleontologist. Do you want to become a child of God? Do you want what he has for you? You see, in the book of Ecclesiastes, God tells us in that writings that he has placed in our hearts the belief that we were made for more than this. That we were made for more than life. In the third chapter, you read that. 
God placed in our hearts the belief that we were made for more than just the wheel going round and round and round. That we were were made for more than the bad circumstances or the bad choices or, or the bad routes or the whatevers in our lives. We were made for more than that. Just because you've made mistakes don't mean you have to live in your mistakes. That's a good time to read our declaration right now. My past is past. My future is bright. God's promises are true and his word is sure. With God as my helper, I will be all he wants me to be, do all he wants me to do, receive all he wants me to receive, and I will give God the glory he deserves. Do you know that's what God wants? And that's what he's telling if we as a church will cast out our nets, we'll receive all he wants us to receive. And if you as a person will just cast out your net, in other words, he had to be willing, he had to be willing first to launch out. You've got to be willing to step out. And then you've got to be willing to cast out your net. In other words, you've got to be willing to say, Lord, here I am. I do my part, casting out the net. You do your part, you know. And that's what he wants us to do today. And when we do that, when we understand that, when that happens, that's why Jesus said in Matthew 6 and verse 33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all these other things shall be added unto you. You see, we feel like we want to achieve something with our life. We want to get to a place where we're good enough to come to Jesus. We want to get to a place where we're okay with everything. That'll never happen. If you don't seek first the kingdom of God. Seek ye first. Huh? You know what he also said? If you seek, you'll find. If you'll search for me with all your heart. May I tell you today, if we don't live our lives seeking God and his kingdom, we're going to end up like James and John and Simon here, trying real hard, but coming up empty. Trying real hard, but yet coming up empty. Are you tired of coming up empty in your life? Are you tired today? Today can be changing day for you. You got to do what Simon did. You got to, nevertheless, Lord. Nevertheless is him simply saying, I've tried it. I've tried it. I know what it's like. I've tried it. That's what the nevertheless for here said. Nevertheless, if that's, I, I'll, I'll do it. Okay. So let me look and go back to the scripture before we come to a close. And they came, <clears throat> let's see this. And when they had done this, when they had listened to Jesus and cast their nets, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their net break. And they beckoned unto the other partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both ships. 
filled both ships so much so that they began to sink. Can you imagine? No, you can't. (laughs) I can't either. We can't imagine the blessings that God will give us, that puts upon us. That's why David, realizing, looking back over his life in that wonderful Psalm of 23, said, surely my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Why? Because he realized just what it was. You see, you may have tried and tried and tried, but Jesus said, yeah, but just listen, follow me. Well, see, at that time, when they received what God could do, listen, more than you can imagine is what God wants to do in your life. More than you can imagine is what God wants to do in your life. More than you can imagine is what God wants to do in your life. Do you hear me? More than you can imagine is what God wants to do in your life. But what did it start with? It start with an, an invitation. Would you launch out? Would you step out? Would you let out your net? More than you can imagine. So when Simon Peter saw it, hear that? When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, I'm a sinful man, O Lord. You see, Jesus wasn't giving him that great miracle, that great blessing, because he was a saint. He wasn't. He was showing what he could do for him. said, for he was astonished, and all that were with him at the draught of the fishes which they had taken. And, and, also, and so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, fear not. Listen now. This is what Jesus said after he came and acknowledged who Jesus was. I'm coming to a close. He said, fear not. Fear not from henceforth, thou shalt catch men. (laughs) You're going to throw a different net now, guys. You're going to use a different net. You got a different message. You know what? That's finding the second day why you were born. The second reason. Two great days in a person's life. That's finding out that second day. They found it out right here, did they not? They found out what it was that they would follow Jesus. And they forsook all and followed him. Wow. Wow. For these three men, it was at the banks of a lake. For you... It's in the pews of a church house. But the same situation is here. You got to ask yourself, 
Jesus saying, will you launch out? Will you step out in faith? I'm going to ask you that here in just a moment. Will you step out in faith? We're going to give an invitation. Will you step out? I know there's somebody in your way. Tap them on the shoulder. They may be needing that tap themselves. I'm going to ask you to step out in faith. And I'm going to ask you to come down here. And I'm going to ask you to just throw out your net. Throw out your all. Say, Jesus, here I am. I need you in my life. And when you see what Jesus does for you, my friends, you'll find the second greatest day of your life. Today, let's stand. What about you this morning? Who will be first to come? Maybe you want to become a member of the church. Maybe, maybe you need to be saved here and you know that and just come. Maybe as a child of God, you don't know Jesus and you want to come. God bless you. Bless you, Cody. God bless you, buddy.
It's when we'll launch out, step out, that the blessing comes. That's when the blessing comes. It's when we're willing to move. Simon didn't understand it. Simon didn't. In Simon's mind, nothing was going to change. But it did. But it did. I believe today was a very special message, and they're all from God and special, but... I believe this is a message that we, everyone, in some form or fashion, can say, yeah, yeah. I hope you find where that is and say, Lord, nevertheless, nevertheless. Thank God for each and every one of you. Brother David, will you dismiss us in prayer this morning?